All right. Well, it's certainly a kind of epic intro, I guess, to our um, to our podcast. Welcome, everybody. Uh, as you can see, we're missing one of our, our co-hosts today, so Vinay and I will be uh, forging on ahead. Um, perhaps a more illustrious show today um, in Andrew's absence. I don't know. I just like picking on him when he's not here. How you doing, there, Vin? I'm doing all right. Yeah, that, I, I keep I keep thinking that we should have like there should be an entry for some sort of weird wrestling character when they play the music. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That would be a spangly kilt or something, you know. Oh, jeez, that's not what I wanted. I want this one. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, that's uh, that's kind of a. Uh, an interesting thing. I mean, I'm from Chicago. Da- David's pointing out there that the Chicago Bulls used uh, um, that that thing, and so I definitely remember that from going to to games. So, anyway, um, today's topics: we're talking about funerals and weddings, right? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't hear you there. Oh, it seems to be the thing that uh, pipers do the most when they're not competing, I guess, right? Playing parades. Yeah. I mean, they're certainly very common, right? Um, yeah, I mean, I think we've all probably done at least one of each, um, and most of us many, many more. So I think all three things on, on the docket for today are funerals, weddings, and tuning up for the paid gigs. So um, kind of a, a cool show. I don't think we'll go the whole hour, but... Uh, we all, yeah, we do love all picking on Andrew when he's not there. Uh, that's Andrew A., so I'm hoping that's not Doogie in there uh, pretending to be somebody else. <laughs> uh, so when was the last wedding you played? The last wedding that I played? Oh, oh, this is interesting. It's been a while since I've played one. I, I don't know that I'm prepared to answer that question. It's It's been a while. Um... No, I guess I played one a few months ago at at a church, um, just up the road a little bit. So, what, and what did you do? What was the thing that you had to do? Was it just standing out in front of the church? Or? Yeah, and and it was interesting. I had it, these things always come in waves. Um, I had two two of these these weddings within about three weeks at the same church, and uh, for and and depending on the type of church and the um, the, the religious officials there at, at the specific churches depends on whether you're allowed to play in the church or not. Um, at this one, I wasn't, uh, and so I, I played outside as um, both everyone went in, the guests and the the party went in, and then again at the end um, during the receiving line. Um, and, and that's fairly standard for for a church where you can't go in. Um, but I mean. I'm sure we've all, all, all done the, the kind of Presbyterian churches where they're like, come on, come in, and, and play down the aisle, and, and uh, those are always fun, too. Yeah, I haven't done many of those, though, I have to say. Like, most of the, I think the, the trend has been, like, you know, stay out of the church. <laughs> mm-hmm. For some whatever reason, they, they don't really sort of uh, either allow it or want it or something like that. It's probably yeah, some of the... Some kind. Yeah, some of them are... Yeah, then you are a bit quiet. Let's Let's go up a bit. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting how how it really changes. I mean, uh, I said the Presbyterians you generally can play in the church, but it's all all kind of depends on them too. I mean, it, it's up to the each individual 
church and I guess the, the pastor or uh, priest, whether they like the bagpipes enough to let them in the church. <laughs> um, I, I almost wonder if it goes back to that, that stigma a bit about the bagpipes not being a real instrument. Oh, yeah, I don't, know. I don't know, something like that. So, so when, you get, when you got your last, your wedding, uh, wedding gig, how did you get it? Was it word of mouth? Did somebody sort of connect you somehow? or? Yeah, I think it was through um, through the dojo's website, um, doing some, some work that way. And a lot of people call us for that. Um, sometimes we can do them, sometimes not. So I think it was just one of those opportunities where somebody calls, hey, can you uh, find us a piper? It's like, yeah, actually, we play. <laughs> so uh, that, that's what it was. Um, and there happened to be no connection between these two weddings at the same church. It was just within two weeks. It's, it's funny. When it rains, it pours like that. So I've, I've been I've been sort of wondering lately how how uh, pipers get hired these days, you know, because a lot of times it's word of mouth, or if you have yeah. played in a church or at a facility before, they'll give you their name, and, you know, your, your name will get bounced around, and I think these days, I think people just go online and start looking for pipers, you know. Yeah, I mean, there are some big sites out there. I mean, bagpiper.com and, and uh, some of these sites. And uh, I had a listing on one of them once when I was um, in Chicago. Uh, and, I, and I think I paid, I don't know, 35 or maybe it was 100 bucks uh, to get my name on there for a year. And uh, the webmasters weren't very good because I think my name is still up there on that website from five years ago. And I still get these random calls from, hey, can you play a, a gig in Chicago? It's like... Yeah, don't think so. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I mean, and then on the funeral side of things, I'm in, in the Rolodex for several of the, the funeral homes, um, and, and that certainly helps uh, if, you, if you know them. But uh, I think it still is fairly word of mouth. I mean, Gig Masters is another thing. I think there's yeah. got like a bagpipes section now, and there's uh, pipers all over the country there. Which, uh, so if, I think, you know, you know if you're if you're interested in playing more weddings, I think getting yourself out there is kind of good good advice in whatever way. You know, there's probably wedding websites too. I haven't really poked around much, but I think uh, there's probably wedding services websites that have listings of all kinds of things. You know, and if you can get yourself on those, um, it might be it might be worthwhile. Yeah, people are throwing out lots of stuff here, going to the funeral homes and and dropping off business cards. I've done that to some local. Uh, funeral homes and the churches as well. I mean, um, I think it, once you get your foot in the door there, I mean, there's so many times it's like, hey, we always need a paper. Do you have a card? Um, so I think that's that's rule number one of, of playing gigs like this is have business cards that you can hand out because uh, I, so many times somebody will ask while they're there. Um, so if you're going to be a gigging piper like that, you must, must, must have, have something with your name and, and uh, phone number on it. So, and usually email. And Nelson, Nelson from South Dakota, he's, 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 he says, after 40 years in a parish ministry, he can tell you lots of bad stories of both events. I would love to hear some. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you want to share some, Nelson, that's, you know, maybe we can, uh, you want to type something in or maybe we can even turn on your mic. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think getting yourself out there is a key thing because, like I said, I, I haven't played a wedding in ages. It would be nice to have one every quarter. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, geez, it'd be nice to have one every week. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I mean, uh, you could definitely go out and, and pay a lot to do some of these advertising sites, uh, and I think that's effective. I, I really do. I mean, um, I, I think that's a great way. And then just whatever's local, the churches um, and funeral homes, cemeteries, uh, it's worth just stopping by. I mean, uh, well, I haven't done that here locally, but in Chicago I did that when I was in high school. I just got in uniform one day and went around to the funeral homes uh, and said, Hi, my name is, I play bagpipes, if you ever need me, here's a, a letter. And yeah, because it's one of those things that people, if you don't know people... You don't have friends at that of uh, friends that play or something like that. You know, most people are doing what you know we all do when we look for any kind of services. We poke around online, we look at listings, and we make some phone calls and send some emails. Yeah. Uh, so you know, a couple of people are, are listing here, like the wedding planners and the, and the reception halls. And right. Like that. I mean, those are the people are going to get asked um, when when you know you're, you're suggesting you say, oh well, you know, we want a piper at our wedding. Do you know anybody? And these are the people that are going to sort of benefit from handing out your card if, you, if they've got it, you know. But um, yeah. then again, they could have several cards. So, right. you know, who knows, you know, like it's, it's one of these things where it becomes a regional thing maybe or... Um, well, even still, if they have several cards, I can't tell you the number of times that I've gotten a gig because I just happen to be the one that picked up the phone. They just go down the list, pick up the phone, and if you're at work and you don't pick up the phone, it's like they leave a message, but then they go on to the next guy because it's, I mean, they're just running a business. They want um, it, it as fast as possible. So, um, I mean, that's 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 a good tip is, is to have you have it in your give out your cell phone number so that you can pick that up. But, yeah, give them out as much as you can. I mean, those people, they never say, well, we've got one guy that we like, and that's it. Because, you know, that person isn't always available. So, yeah. Evan, Evan uh, says renaissance festivals, I guess. Volunteer work as a targeted audience. I found adding business cards, CDs, MP3 samples. Yeah, I guess I, I guess that, that where you, you want to prepare the full package, right? Right. Um, with, with with some sort of maybe CD with some audio and you know pictures and all kinds of cool stuff to show yeah. that you're the deal. I think, and I think one of those things, I think that's a that's a key element is presenting a professional image, right? You don't want absolutely send, send the wrong message. You know, people people are looking for the pomp of the kilt and the whole thing, and but if you're serious, you should you should uh, you know send a clear message that you're serious. You know, so that means. Be professional. Have have the materials ready. Have some good audio samples that you can share. Um, some good pictures of you in full full kit. You know. Yeah, YouTube videos. Um, make some YouTube videos. That's that's a great way to do it if you can get some decent sound on there. Um, and uh, if you put those on your website, uh, it, it's it's really that can be really powerful. Um, Say so, hey, go to my website. Here's you know a half dozen songs that I've that I've done at uh, various events. Take a listen. Let me know what you like. Um, and I guess that's one of the, the next major topics is what do you play? Um, uh, let's just start with the weddings, man. I mean, what do you play at a wedding? What do I play? Oh, um, let's see. Well, you know, usually what you're doing is playing people in or out of out of the uh, of the ceremony, right? So. Uh, I'm just going to adjust my microphone volume here. Yeah, there we go. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm usually playing, you know, simple marches, usually, as people come in, um, things like that. I, I think maybe, you know, you can get fancy maybe and play some 
bigger marches maybe or something like that. But most of the time, it's really just whatever sounds snappy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, definitely, uh, I, I do lots of four fours. Um, I mean, I, I've done Highland Wedding. I've done all that kind of stuff, Highland Cathedral. Um, uh, but I, more more often than not, um, it, it, it's better when they just go, yep, play bagpipes. And then you just play something peppy and fun and happy. Um, I mean, we, we've all, I'm sure, encountered the, the bride that, that wants to plan every little specific detail. And, uh, well, what, what tune are you going to play during this part? And, you know, I, and I, I think we all accommodate that, but... Uh, <laughs> Even plan to a T, it's like, well, I could play this tune, but it's going to end up on repeat 15 times while you do this, and then we end up playing a bunch of other tunes anyway, and, and they're still happy. Um, yeah. Andrew, I say hornpipes for the recessional, like Duncan Johnson, things like that. They're always great. You know, you yeah. just always like just kick it out and throw some. You know, there's a lot of plenty of two-parted hornpipes and, and reels and things like that. You can easily fit into a, a mini set when people are coming out. Yeah. You know, uh, reels are fun too if you're not marching to it, if you're just kind of playing for the, the receiving line, do some reels and some, some jigs. Not not over tempo. You don't want to you know, go crazy. I mean, the, I think it's important to remember that you're, uh, you're entertainment, you're not the main attraction. Um, you know, you're, you're something in the background. So you don't want to be doing things that are so showy that people would be paying attention to you more than uh, well, yeah, the bride. This is where uh, music comes in, right? Where you think about the musical aspects of some of the tunes that you know and that you want to play. You know, there are some tunes that we like to play as pipers, but then there's other tunes that people would want to hear as tunes. You know, maybe. Um, so you have to sort of keep that in mind. You know, what 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 how does it sound like when you're st- what does it sound like when you're standing in front of yourself playing these tunes? You know, it's yeah. great when you're diddling around, but um, maybe they don't. Well. Going on or I'm reading Jeff's comment here. Had a bride that loved uh, the tune Massacre of Glencoe until she asked the name of the song. <laughs> that is... Hey, you can't rule out Peabrock, you know, but don't, never tell them yeah. the story of the tune, you know, because they're all full of bloodshed and... Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, in, yeah, in this case, you can't even tell them the, the tune there. That's really funny. Oh, uh, was, let's see. Warning to his master when Piper was trying to warn his master and got his fingers chopped off by the enemy and then was buried alive or something like that. <laughs> you know, you don't want you don't want to tell those stories. Yeah, and, and Russell brings up a point here that uh, um, sometimes uh, this happens funerals, weddings. Uh, they say, "Well, I'd like you to play this piece," and it's like, "I'm sorry, we have nine notes. Uh, that's just not going to work." Um, for this tune. So there are definitely some tunes that we can do. I mean, um, we've got the, a whole collection of hymns and stuff that you can play on bagpipes, the sheet music we've got here. Um, but in, in general, generally speaking, there are so many things that we can't do. Um, let's see, somebody just asked for for bad romance on, on the bagpipes for a wedding. It's kind of like, that might be possible, but what people don't really understand is that... It, it, you know, we might be able to make whatever you're asking for fit on the bagpipes, but it's just not going to sound right. Um, yeah. I had that for... It sort of calls into question, like, why Why do you having a piper at your wedding anyway? You know, right. Like, you're, you're, like obviously, you want some sort of Scottish flavor, maybe, and uh, you, so you want some Scottish music, right, some traditional music going on. You don't want just bagpipes, you know, playing right. something, like bad romance or... You know, I, I honestly think that's sometimes what it is. 
Yeah, even a church hymn is like you know well, you get hire an organist. You have an organist playing or some other musician playing the you know the, the, the processional coming into the church. You know, like have them play. You know, you've got a bag, bagpipe around. And you know, there's ways of probably gently uh, asserting that too when you're right. being hired, right? And you say, well, you know, if you're going to hire me, I'm going to play bagpipe music. You know, this is what I know and this is what we play and. This is, this is what fits on the... Yeah, this is something that's very traditional for weddings. I mean, we can think of all those four-fours that include wedding in the name, and that's usually enough to satisfy people. Like, oh, you know, Murdo's Wedding, it's a great tune for this, um, for that, and, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, I, I lost my train of thought there. Oh, I was going to say, some hymns do really work well on the pipe, so... Um, now, that, that isn't something to, to necessarily rule out. Like, um, a while ago, uh, four years ago, I think, somebody asked me to play Love Divine on the bagpipes, and I didn't know it at that point. I had no idea what it was, looked it up, um, and uh, I just, I type this stuff into YouTube all the time. Uh, you know, name of tune, bagpiper, and has somebody done it already? Can I do it? Does it sound correct? Um, and, and this one fits perfectly. It sounds really nice. And um, so, so that that's a good option um, sometimes. But as Russell points out, it's just not uh, not always a possibility, and, and people often forget that. But uh, now, how about on on the other side of things, funerals? Um, I mean, we usually play what Amazing Grace, Going Home. Uh, those are the two biggest biggest uh, uh, tunes for funerals. Uh, what else have you done? Yeah, well, depending on uh, the, the skyboat, I guess yes, the skyboat is one of them. But also, you know, depending on the the actual, I guess, Scottishness <laughs> of the deceased mm -hmm. and his family, you know, you could easily play things like "Road to the Isles" and other things like that that are more yeah, "Flowers of the Forest" and yeah, "Flowers of the Forest," things like that. Um, so, you know, like those things aren't might not be as familiar to uh, to sort of the layman's ears, but so certainly "Amazing Grace" is definitely should be in there. Um, you know, I've I've played grounds, you know, of various mm -hmm. people as well, which always just lend a, a nice somber feel to the whole event. You know, you don't want to play anything right. that people are forced to listen to. You know, um, something familiar is easy enough where they can tune it out, and they just it just becomes a nice background. Uh, yeah, it depends on on really when you're when you're playing within the the, the service. I mean, uh, more often than not, you end up playing Amazing Grace, and it's like, okay, service stops. Bagpiper plays, and so then at that point you're kind of the focal, um, the, the focal point of that. Um, that's very common in the, the kind of graveside things. And, I, I, uh, I played a funeral recently. It was last year, I think it was. I, and I, I was doing a nice sort of. Uh, I, I kind of changed the time signature a little. Hector the hero, because the bells were going off at the same time of the church. So I had, <laughs> I, had, I, had I had, it was it was sweet, and I had I had the whole thing timed perfectly where I was actually hitting certain certain uh, phrases on the bell, and people people were weeping uncontrollably. <laughs> it was it was pretty good. Cool. Good for me, but it was like it said, I, and I was I just and it was just more like sort of an unconscious thing. And I when I kept hearing the bell, and it was just setting this rhythm, and I just sort of altered the tune accordingly, and it was it just sort of captured the mood of the of the moment, you know. And I think yeah. It was pretty good. Rob points out here, Danny Boy works at Irish funerals, and um, I just kind of remembered this, that that's not been a, a very common tune recently. A lot of the Irish have been up in arms about that, and I don't remember the whole story behind that, but uh, uh, I know a lot of St. Patrick's Day parades have banned that tune. 
Um, <laughs> said this is when when I was in college, I, I dealt with all of the applications and the um, forms to fill out, and four or five of them here in the New York area said, "Do not play Danny Boy." It's like right in there from <laughs> the St. Patrick's Day parades, but um, let's see. The Gary Owen, a wedding living in Boston area, most of my life never realized cultural repercussions of that song. Jeff Rowan says, Bride was half chocked. I really got nasty stairs. I was actually asked to stop. Really? I don't think I know this. I know this. <laughs> the yeah. Gary Owen. I don't know. What, is, what, was the, uh, what was the situation there? I don't know if Jeff, when you want to type in what was going on there, I, I'm, I'm really I, I'm in the dark about that one. Yeah, that's interesting. First Calvary to okay. Okay. Yeah, that's well. There's uh, an obscure one that. Uh, that's the obscure, yeah. See, yeah. yeah, that, things that, that sort of sneak up on you, right? You don't really realize that there's could be knowledgeable people out there you're playing. Yeah. That uh, would take offense at some of the tunes you. I mean, you know, you, the, the right off the top, it becomes like you know, especially when you're dealing with an Irish thing. Because like a Catholic Protestant type of thing, there are some tunes associated with, yeah. you know, the Catholics and some tunes associated with the Protestants and sort of um, unionist uh, mentality there, and it's like, and you have to be aware of those kinds of things. Yeah, I mean, generally speaking, most of the time people will will coordinate that, especially for the funerals um, ahead of time. Um, you know, some people will say don't play uh, this tune or that tune, but I. I mean, that's that's one of the nice parts about going home is, uh, you know, it's, it's from Dvorak's New World Symphony. It's not exactly uh, uh, anything that's going to be very um, controversial. So it's a nice tune. Uh, I, I got it. Those are the two most common. Uh, Jeff, Jeff said, knowing your tune issue can be valuable. Yeah, and, and uh, to be honest with you, if I was ever in the same situation, I would not have known that Gary Yeah, I wouldn't have either. It's actually, if I'm trying to think of now, this tune, Gary Owen... It wasn't called. I don't think it's called Gary Owen. Like the theme song for the Cavalry is not called Gary Owen, even though it's the same melody. If I'm not mistaken. I have to look that one up. It's way over my head. <laughs> a lot of tunes like that. A lot of these old Irish tunes that uh, that uh, made their way into the, uh, you know, to the American sort of folk, you know, music scene thing. And, and players would play them, and they would rename them and just call them something else. And, and they'd be kicking yeah. out their life of their own, you know. Here's an interesting one. Stephen says he once played, uh, and said they said they could play everything except Amazing Grace, and they found out they were Wiccan. There we go. That's cool. So what'd you end up playing? Was it they were just was like sort of happy that you were making noise or something? That's interesting. Um, so, anyway, uh, I think the next prudent thing to talk about is how do we warm up for these sort of events? Um, because nine times out of ten, it will be different event to event, and and what kind of timing and 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 what you have to do in order to sound good uh, for for your event, whether it's funeral, wedding, or, or party. What do you do, man? What, what are the things that you consider? Well, funeral funerals are the most difficult, right? Because usually you're just sort of showing up and you can't make any sound until it's time for you to play, right? And uh, you really are not able to, unless you can sort of tune up 
on the outside of the cemetery or something like that, and and, uh, and then show up. Um, but most yeah. of you really can't be just playing, you know, off to the side while the ceremony, you know, whether, whether the sort of service is going on, or you know, if you're in a funeral home, it might be a little easier because you can go outside or something like that. But yeah, oftentimes when I'm doing funerals, um, it's it's more often than not it's it's it, if you're there at the church, you can usually if you get there early enough, I just tune up in the parking lot. Uh, I've never been asked to stop playing because it's it's if you if you're there before the service, it's, it's usually fine. Um, I just quickly tune them, uh, and I think that's that's a good uh, tactic. I think we've talked about this before on Dojo Years. Um, I get my pipes out, uh, put them together, tune them, and, and by tune I mean I just hit the drums to wherever my channel is and stop. I don't play them in because uh, I'm not going to be playing for that long, so. That the chances of them changing much are unlikely in the first five minutes that I play. But if I were to play for 15 minutes and then tune them, they're going to be out of tune when I pick them up again. So um, that that's something I do a lot. And same thing with, with gravesides. Um, if I play at the church ahead of time for the funeral, uh, I make sure that I'm parked so that I can get out ahead of the procession. And I tell them this, you know, I'm going to head out without the procession ahead of time. Uh, and I always map quest this ahead of time so I can know exactly how to get there. Um, and I get to the graveside uh, before the procession. That way I can get out, retune my pipes quickly, get in position, um, because we usually end up playing as, as the casket's coming out um, or right at the beginning. So uh, that that's fairly common. Uh, what about for few... Yeah, John and Ellis, you know, make sort of good, two good points. You know, like Ellis is like showing, showing up or, or tuning at home and don't touch anything, like you just said, and then going and then playing. Um, that's always a great technique, I think, is because, yeah. like you said, and, and, you know, but it's important also to know yourself and how, and your instrument, you know, like how, like whatever your routine is to get your pipes in tune, you're going to need to know how much time you need to do that. Um, so whether it makes sense to do it at home or uh, you need five, ten minutes somewhere else, you should do it five or ten minutes somewhere else. Maybe like you know, maybe maybe you know, a half a mile out of the cemetery or something like that. Stop on the side of the road, and and tune up and then show up. You know, something like that. Yeah, but I, I think as long as you're early, it's usually not a um, not a problem. Like, you know, you know, if you're if you're you're playing funerals or memorials on Memorial Day, we got Memorial Day coming up this weekend, right? Uh, a lot of pipers might be out in uh, cemeteries and things like that, playing, you know, to commemorate the fallen, and you know, you don't really have a lot of time, do you? You, know, you don't have an opportunity, even maybe, to even, you know, put air into the instrument. So, uh, I would I would advise, you know, putting your pipes together early at home, um, getting them going. Um, get yeah. Some moisture just play just two, three minutes. Yeah. Just check them, get them close, and, and I think that's the important part. Is if you're practicing regularly, um, and your pipes sound good during practice, and um, when it comes time to perform. Get them close. They're not going to be perfect. It's okay, uh, as long as they sound good. If you haven't okay? played in a while, you're, if you haven't played in a while, then you know that's something you're going to have to take into account. It might take right. a little longer to get them sounding good, so you might need that 10-15 minutes to play before you do. So that, again, you're going to have to gauge that. You know, do it at home. Stop somewhere close. You know, place and. In the chat here, people are asking how to tune up in the car. I, I've never done that. Um, Whose car is big enough for that, man? Yeah. Jeez. I, 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 I mean, I guess it's possible. Kind of laying down. Like, uh, 
I would skip it and just get the pipes close. Now, for webbing, um, generally you're going to be playing more, uh, and it's probably going to be a little more important to be more in tune. Um, or better in tune for a longer period of time. Uh, I mean, it's, uh, uh, Sean Campbell says, believe me, you don't want to do it in the car. Tune up, Kathy, tune up in the confessional. <laughs> oh, I like that. Three <laughs> um, Marys after you were done. How so for a wedding, it's usually more of a big deal. You're playing a little bit longer. Um, what I do is, is again, I'm going to play. Uh, it, it all depends on the circumstances. Um, if you're playing inside uh, at a reception, there's usually a room that you can go to. Um, and, and as long as you're there early, you can ask whoever's there, hey, can I go tune in the kitchen or a bathroom? I've done that so many times I can't even count. Um, it's just tuning up in the bathroom. It works. Um, so if it's indoors, that's, that's a good option. Um, if it's outdoors, uh, you're going to have to play a little bit. Uh, and if, if I've been asked to play for 20 minutes or so as people arrive uh, for, for, for a wedding, uh, I, I'm generally pretty, uh, I mean, the, the, the more competent or more uh, comfortable you are with, with tuning, um, I'll generally touch up my drones while I'm playing. Um, you know, just play for a few minutes and then strike up, play high, ding, 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 and then keep playing, play another few tunes, hit it again, play a few more tunes, stop, rest a little bit, play some more. Um, I, I don't see that as a bad thing, especially as if, if you're playing outside as people are arriving. Um, it's relatively people don't mind. Yeah, Stephen. Stephen asked, you know, if you play before and at the end, how do you keep the channel drones tuned? Said, so, well, you know, usually a ceremony is what, like 45 minutes, right? To an hour maybe. So you're playing before. I mean, usually if you're sitting, like I've done this, where you're sitting in the back of the church waiting for the thing to be over. You always have to know. I mean, we've been to all been to enough weddings probably where we know when things are wrapping up. And uh, so you know, like, you know, there's going to be, you have maybe five, ten minutes before everything's going to be done. Just sneak outside, you know, you sneak outside. No, you're not a surprise at that point. So you have nothing to worry about. So you just get outside, yeah. you know, play the pipes for a bit, and then and you wait for your moment, you know. Sometimes that works. Other churches where windows are open and stuff like that, it's not always a good idea. Um, that can be, um, that can be a little bit hard. You can't do that. Then I would suggest there's, you know, you can always do the, you know, the, the tricky thing. If you've been sitting there for 45 minutes not doing anything, you can always just take out your channel read and just, you know, sort of warm it up a little bit. Just between your yeah, fingers. definitely. Um, that's a, a good thing. I just had a read here. Um, here's a read. That's a good thing to do is, is to, if you were playing a lot at the beginning, your pipes will be out of tune after 45 minutes. If you played five minutes at the beginning and you didn't, you just kind of tune them to their, um, to their like non-warmed up pitch, if you will. Um, they're going to settle back to that, and you'll be fine. But if you played for 20 minutes at the beginning, had to stop, and then play again at the end, your pipes will be be significantly flatter. Um, so a good thing to do is one, take your channel out during the the performance, um, and and cap it, so it's not absorbing more moisture. Uh, two. You can just lightly hold. I'm not squeezing together, but just lightly hold the tips of the blades to warm the actually warm the wood up. Um, and then you, you can 
even pinch it a little bit, that will sharpen it up again. Um, and I, I mean, I, I usually end up tuning a little bit flat uh, towards the end of my, my first performance, intentionally go out of tune and, and make them flatter because I know the pitch is going to drop. Uh, it, it's always a guessing game, though. Um, you know, if you cannot play uh, in between that and you have an hour to wait, get close. That's, that's all you're going to be able to do. It works. It, it does definitely yeah. works. And get the pipes sounding halfway decent when you first blow up. Because your, your drones aren't going to change all that much. It's the channel that's really going to be the, map, the issue. And, uh, and it does work. And, and they'll be close enough where maybe you might need to tweak a drone or two. But that's, uh, you know, you're there. And but, um, I can't top that. Yeah, I'm sorry. A mule packer's funeral. I, I don't even know what that is. But were, were, you, were you close? Were, were they were they looking edgy? Were they sort of fidgety and stuff? <laughs> That's interesting. I mean, playing around live animals. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I, I, I think you got us topped there. I mean, uh, I, I've played at a, I've played having a gala at a Jewish wedding before. I'm just saying, how many mules were sitting there at the funeral? Did, like, were, they all were there any humans? Humans <laughs> 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 oh, mules. Oh, boy. That's, um, that's interesting. There you go. So, I mean... That's fine. Does anyone have a, a situation that they, they wouldn't really know how to... Uh, how to tune up in for? Uh, does anyone have a situation they'd like us to give give our thoughts about, or um, situation that you faced that was particularly difficult, and what you did to to get around it? I mean, uh, w what have you guys done? I'm sure everyone has been out there and played played stuff. So, w what's your thoughts? Yeah, I, I heard saw an earlier question about a tuners. You know, I don't know if anybody uses tuners when they're tuning up, but uh. You know, again, it's, it comes down to, you know, time. You know, how much time do you really need to tune up and get it sounding good? If you knew you're going to be using tuners for yourself, anyway, you're going to have to build that in somehow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's play. I, I think. You so you're right. pretty good there. I think one of the the main the main things to do is if you're not going to be playing for more than five or ten minutes. Um, uh, it, it's it's not worth warming the pipes up. Just tune them to their kind of cold um, position, uh, and and they stay pretty close then. Um, especially if you have long weights, that's a, a good way to do that. Yeah, I give another year, doing a memorial greyhound memorial for greyhound dogs at a greyhound event. James is doing it. Is that local in New York somewhere? I used to do interesting gigs like that years ago. I don't do anything like that. Between playing for mules and playing for dogs, I'm not sure <laughs> what's left. I've actually never done anything like that. Uh, any uh, things yeah, out there? Yeah, yeah. And Seneca Lake. It's cool. Yeah, the other yeah. kinds of paid gigs, I think, besides the wedding and funerals, uh, you know, I've played sort of golf courses where they've had sort of events where, you know, there's a big tournament of some kind and you're out there on the ninth hole or something, you know, like we're at the tee off or something like that. Um, yeah, I've done plenty of birthdays, private parties. Um, yes, uh, surprises, Jonathan, that's a, that's a good uh, good point there, is, is many times these sort of events can be surprises, which means 
uh, you can't be seen or heard uh, ahead of time. Uh, when that happens, I'm generally uh, tuning up ahead of time and then playing, um, you know, as, as Vin suggested, a half mile away um, or, or tuning up before I get in the car and just, just getting close um, and then playing a first set and then tuning them. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's interesting. And it's, and it's easy to do, too, like especially when you're on a road somewhere, as long as you're not on somebody's lawn, I guess, you know, you can either easily stop on a road that's, you know, just lined with weeds and trees and just tune up for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Kathy, oh, boy, Kathy says a friend was asked by a priest not to wear his kilt in church because a man shall not wear women's garb, which, of course, isn't true, but uh, he thought it was hilarious coming from a man wearing a dress. <laughs> I, had, I actually had uh, Rubs, my, yeah. at, at my wedding was in an Armenian church in uh, Philadelphia, and uh, the Armenians are very strict about dress code, <laughs> and and it was suggested that maybe the kilt was showing too much skin, because the ladies are not allowed to show their shoulders and whatnot and things like that. So it was not so much women's garb; it was because knees were bare. <laughs> that might have been the problem. So. Uh, yeah. Han says, if you're the surprise, just tune before the surprise gets there, or the person you're surprising gets there. Yeah, uh, if you're early, then that, that helps. Um, definitely in, in every uh, uh, every situation. Line the, Robert, Robert says at, at, at they lined the police horses at a, at a funeral next to the pipe band. That was ill conceived. <laughs> yes. Indeed. Like that are probably pretty good. I don't know. <laughs> On the, uh, I think it's the Midwestern Pipe Band uh, website, there's a little ticker that says some little history fact about uh, uh, in the Chicago um, St. Patrick's Day Parade in 18-something, um, a pipe band or a piper spooked a horse and the, threw the rider through the through a, a glass window and the piper was ended up being fined because it wasn't a real instrument or something but it's on the Midwestern Pipe Band Association uh, ticker there, it's kind of funny but yeah it's like it, deliberate. Well, <laughs> the, the whole case kind of hinged uh, the case hinged on the fact of whether it was a musical instrument or not and if it was then, then it wasn't his fault but the piper ended up losing that case I think <laughs> oh dear. See. Yeah, turn down the pipes. That's that's one I really love. Hey, can you turn down the pipes a little bit? <laughs> yeah. Mm, sorry. <laughs> yeah, as long as you're sounding good, I think most people, even people who don't know pipes, know when it sounds bad, <laughs> right? And knows when it know when it sounds good. I I mean, I, I most people, the argument you always hear is like, oh, no one knows the difference. Yeah, but I think they do. You know, people these days know what sounds good and what doesn't. And if all they're used to hearing is bagpipes playing badly, then when you do play and you're playing sounding halfway decent, you're impressing them at that point. You know? So it's only it's all win win at that point, you know. So um you know, sound good. Don't don't take it seriously and, and, and make sure your sound your pipes are good as do everything in your power to make sure they're not gonna fail you and make you look silly. You know, because yeah. I, I, always, I always feel like I'm representing, you know, all pipers when I'm out there in front of more than two people, right? You know, you have, because you're, you're, you're sort of representing all of us, 
you know, and, and if you do a bad job, you just give everybody a bad name. You know, really do. Right. I mean, it's if people will people will use that as a as a as their experience with pipers if it's not good. You know. Right, and Jeff's comment there is you hate when people say they don't know the difference. Um, they absolutely will know the difference if you're not playing good good music or if you don't sound good. Uh, what they won't know the difference is, is if you switch around a few notes and as long as it sounds good, that they won't know. But uh, a couple uh, mistakes, no one's really going to know the difference. Right. right? So, yeah. But, I mean, sounding bad, anyone's going to recognize that. So it, it is important to do some sort of tuning. Um, and it's hard if it's cold or wet or this or that. And it, it, it's it's a bit of a challenge. So get out there and practice it before you know. Um, try playing in some of those more difficult uh, situations and and getting a good sound in two minutes um, or or three minutes. Uh, that's the only way you're going to get confident at it. Jeff had a pipe major that used to skip getting the channers in tune. I guess it was for gigs and stuff. Why would you do that? That's that's just silly. Yeah. Um, that's how the pipes get a bad rap. Yeah, Jeff, I definitely agree there. Um, yeah. Uh, Madison says, well, it doesn't matter how talented you are, as long as the instrument is in tune. Well, you know, I mean, if you want to delve into other things, I mean, you know, the sound of your instrument is like could be as much as 80% of your performance on a, in a competition, you know. If it doesn't sound good, you're, you're no, you have no hope, <laughs> no matter how good your fingers are, you know. Yeah, I don't know if I agree with Sean there. Um, that says it is, if you tune as well as possible, some people will never like it. I don't know. I, I, I think I think those people just haven't been exposed enough. to really good, <laughs> really, really good, high-caliber um, playing. I, I, maybe it's true. I, I sure like to think that it's not true um, because... Uh, how many how many times do you hear somebody saying I really hate the cello? Exactly. You know, you don't hear it. people might say I don't I really violins. I hate the sound. Right. I, like nails I, on the I, I don't like classical music. You know, it's not my cup of tea. But it's it's usually not strong words like hate and 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 you know yeah. I I don't think of the bagpipes as being any different. Uh, from any other classical instrument, we're playing a musical instrument, and if it's good, it's it's people will, will appreciate it. It doesn't matter how weird it might be, you know. Like yeah, like we might look a little strange to to somebody who's not familiar with it, you know. But at the same time, I mean, you ever ever seen an harmonica play? <laughs> you know, it's like it's Benjamin Franklin invented this instrument, which is a series of glass bowls that somebody that, that spin and you play them with wet fingers. I mean. You know, that's cool. That's <laughs> cool. But still, like it's, a, it's it's an obsolete instrument that was never made it into sort of the mainstream. But it, it you're not going to say you hate it when you hear it because it's just it's just a cool thing, you know. Yeah. And if somebody does a good job playing it, you're going to like it, you know. Yeah, yo yo ma, that's interesting. No, not many cello star playing at national ceremonies. It's interesting. Well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I I think we've uh, covered the the topic as best uh, as we can today. We can. Uh, Anybody have any questions? I don't know. We think we've tried to answer everything. I'm sure, we've skipped anybody. Yeah. Anybody wants. No, we just kind of lagged there for our half hour for fifty minutes. But <laughs> I hope it was helpful. I, 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 it, it, the bottom line is you really can't wing it for the most part, right? You need yeah. to have sort of a, pr a plan in place of some kind. Yeah. 
a plan and, and you should practice that plan if you're not comfortable with it already. Um, that's the only way you're going to get comfortable and good and, 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 you know, able to pull off that, hey, I sat down for 50 minutes, picked up my bagpipes, and they were in tune. Um, it is possible. You just need to practice that kind of thing. There's no reason you can't do that at home. So, Absolutely. yeah. And uh, as Rob points out, please take a moment to remember our veterans and fallen heroes this weekend. Uh, a lot of us might be playing gigs, so um, that's a great way to honor them. Yeah, lots of parades going on this weekend, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, uh, thank you all for, for tuning in. I mean, uh, this has been wonderful. We've had, had over 50 uh, participants the last few weeks. We, we hope to keep doing that. I think this was our 51st um, episode, and I saw there was 51 participants. So, I don't know. That, that sounds serendipitous, but uh, that sounds cool. So. Thanks for for tuning in, everybody. We will see you all uh, around next week. Right. Vince and Carl. Andrew, who? I like the way you're thinking there, Rob. (laughs) All righty. Everyone have a a wonderful week. We'll see you around. All right. Cheers. Cheers.